You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight, I'm joined by all of my Canadian crew. We've got Chris, Ray, and Sean. How are y'all doing? Excellent. Peachy. Sure. Um. Uh, tonight's show we are reading uh this is episode number 60 we are a geeky focused podcast and you know book club uh-huh. and we are just now getting around to a harry potter book so that's a thing <laughs> i know uh, yeah so tonight we are discussing harry potter and the sorcerer's stone or as it may be referred to at some places harry potter and the philosopher's stone um tell the difference do what because kids can tell the difference. Uh-huh. Made that decision. So, geez. Uh, is this one of those, why is there, does anyone know why the name was changed? Or is it changed in different areas? American, apparently the it American was, people couldn't understand the difference between, between a philosopher's philosopher stone and, and a sorcerer's, sorcerer's stone. stone. So they, they felt they that the, the sorcerer's stone would be better for yeah. the American uh, they audience. Felt, yeah, well, they felt that the, the kids wouldn't understand what, what the word philosopher meant and that sorcerer was a more commonly known word in North America mm-hmm. because so they got to dumb it down for us. So UK, Canada, majority of the world is no, we're, philosopher. No, we're, yeah, but our, but never mind. Uh, yeah. I was wondering if this was a, um, movies we got were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thing because in in uh in in UK in the UK it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because they could not use the word ninja. Oh. Uh, I didn't know if it was some kind of weird thing like that. So. Hmm. Huh. So I, that's just with the movie release. I don't know if it was with the book release or not. The the movie release was no so- was sorcerer and so, so was the audio uh, the audio book was sorcerer as well for North America. Yeah. But the yeah. book, for, like the physical book we got, we got was philosopher. So it's just <laughs> higher ups thinking that children are stupid, which is ridiculous. Yes. yes. Children don't know that that's a thing. Yes, because because books that talk down to children do so well. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, this was uh, this is the first book in our next round of, uh, I guess, kind of our round robin uh, readathon. I guess is that what I'm gonna start referring to it. So, um, and this was your pick, Chris. My pick. Why'd you pick this book? For the that... woman that's not on. Yeah. Well, okay. So it was <laughs> it was twofold. One, because our lovely Jen has never read the books and never seen any of the movies, um, and I just kind of can't go through life without happening i kind of feel like she needs to give up her geek card for that but anyway well she definitely gets points deducted kind of gotta give her that uh and then because i was just shocked that we hadn't done a harry potter book and i'm a massive potterhead so fair enough um so let's let's start talking um uh I, I don't know how much we want to go into because I would feel like anyone who listens to this show has definitely read this book slash series slash probably seen the movie slash been to yeah. the amusement park ride slash bought owns a costume except, <laughs> except for Jen. Yes. Everybody except Jen. <laughs> that being said, I do know a couple of people at work that consider themselves to be geeky uh, in other areas and they, they're like, I have no interest in Harry Potter. Because it just it got too big for what they wanted. Like they were like, mm-hmm. ah. So I was like, okay, well. 
Yeah. You're missing out for yourself, but okay. It's his I mean, fault. I, I should say it's his fault. He's the one who introduced this to me, and I didn't yeah. get into Harry Potter. Uh, well, we didn't watch the movies until we were like 29, 30, something like, something that, like yeah. that. And then I didn't really get into it till I was in my mid 30s. So yeah, I was I was working at Bruce Power. Uh, somebody at security had been reading the book. Uh, I was working at security at the time, and I was like, "What are you reading? Like, it's this big." Thick friggin' book. I was like, what the hell is that? And she said, Oh, this is the new Harry Potter. I'm like, the what? <laughs> and so she's like, Okay, go read this book at first, and then mm-hmm. we'll go. I'm like, okay. So I did. And as I'm burning through the books, somebody else is like, What are you reading? And took you a while though to convince me. It did. It took me yeah. a little while. And then obviously <laughs> now here we are. Yay. Nice. <laughs> um all right, well, I guess let's just run through, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'll even discuss uh, some of the differences between the book and the movie. Um, if we continue on down this path, uh, like, there's some differences in this book and this movie. As we continue on down the path, if we keep doing this, ooh, does, like, it, there's oh. a really big divergence. So, yes. um, and maybe we can discuss, you know, how much we enjoy that in, in the book series. So, but anyway... Uh, so bottom line, if you've never read, heard, watched, whatever Harry Potter, bottom line is um, Harry's parents get killed by uh, he who should not be named, which a.k.a. Voldemort, uh, is the um, he's the main bad guy. He disappears. Everyone, some people think he's dead. Some people think he's just disappeared or whatever. No one can figure out why he was not able to kill Harry. <clears throat> Harry. Um, he's taken to his muggle, a.k.a. non-magical uncle and aunt they're horrible people their son's a horrible person uh they basically treat him like shit and then on his 11th birthday um he gets a letter saying that um uh, well they try to send a letter to him and he finds out that he's actually a uh, you know from a family of wizards and that he's been invited to go to the big to do um wizarding school probably the best one there is and then we start getting introduced to this this magical alternate reality essentially like it's 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 t- it's still tied to nor- to quote unquote normal reality but there's definitely kind of a, a flip plane to it as well um and then in the rest of the book is his adventures you know learning about what he you know wh- who he is what he comes from uh he meets several different wizards he finds out that there are different houses within uh uh, uh the school um and which one he'll be part of uh, we don't really, we, we get a little bit, I mean, there's a lot of people who are in awe of him because they're like, oh my God, it's, it's Harry Potter. You know, we've, uh, we've been celebrating for like 11 years because, you know, of the greatness that happened or whatever. You're already famous. Like he, he literally went from living under a staircase to being like the guy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then the, and then him and some of his little friends get into some adventures, uh, and the, first book kind of wraps up and we see where it, it's definitely it's like all right well this was the first year and you've got multiple years so it kind of automatically sets it up so all right well i guess book two is going to be our sophomore year and we'll just keep rolling on along so um that being said uh let's start with harry um i mean i think he's a he's a he's a i will say he's a likable character uh both in the movies and in uh in the books i i do like his character um, I like most of the characters in this series. Uh, J.K. Rowling did a good job of making the people who should be liked likable and the people who should not be liked 
just you just want to curb stomp them if you ever meet them in real life. So uh, the one person that kind of goes back and forth on that is uh, Professor Snape because you're like, oh, am I supposed to hate him? Am I am I not? Like I kind of like him because he's a jerk. Yeah. He, see, we've had discussions <laughs> about Snape. Yes. Okay. And we don't agree on Snape. Snape in the books is very different than Snape in the movies. Okay, Alan well, in the movies, Alan Rickman also plays Snape, him. in my opinion. Alan Rickman plays Snape in a way that you're and just like, it's Alan Totally Rickman. frozen. Yeah. Hmm? Sorry. Oh, we can I, hear I y'all. Froze. Can y'all hear now? Hear we froze. Uh, there we go. Now, there now we go. we're okay. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, you were saying, um, what you were saying about Alan Rickman... Yes, what he brought to that character in the movies was it was even though you know you're not supposed to like him, especially in the first couple of movies, because there's no we don't start getting the hint of there's other stuff going on. Uh, yeah. You're just like it's Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, I, as for Snape in this book, the uh, dick. I like that. There's the he appears to be the the bad guy. And then it's not him. Mm-hmm. It's a good little twist mm-hmm. at the the end for the first book. Mm-hmm. So, but you still don't really trust him. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because wow. even in the end, when you find out it wasn't him, and then he was trying to do, you know, he was still trying to save Harry tough. during the Quidditch match. And yeah. Like you know, Dumbledore even tells him he's like, oh yeah, he hated your father, hated <laughs> your father, and 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 now feels like he needs to protect you and he hates that so it's just like yeah yes yeah. he says he did uh his uh your father did a terrible thing he saved his life yes so, yeah yeah so there's yeah that. that's just, one of the big departures between the movie because you don't get that you know no I mean? and you, in you, this book right off the bat yeah it sets it up yeah yeah but in yeah. the movie you don't um, the movie changes a lot of the um, Ron is one of my favorite characters. Ron, the Weasleys, the whole family, I would like him to <laughs> Ron in the movies is... He he sounds more like a muggle than, than he does, like muggle raised than he does in, <laughs> uh, in magical. Like, he's the, f- what, fifth, fourth or fifth kid to go? Sixth. He's the sixth, sixth kid to go to Hogwarts. Like, he does not appear to be the sixth kid going to Hogwarts no. in the movie. In the movie, he's like, as dumb as Harry is about the world. Mm-hmm. So where, and her, it's Hermione in the movies giving all of the answers yes. where in the books, it's, it's Ron explaining things and being like, absolutely like weirded out that they Harry don't know what, yeah, yeah like, they don't know what, what, mean, you don't know what Quidditch is like Quidditch is this. And like, it's, I don't know. Just, yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of characters that are kind of a little different, I felt, I liked Hermione in the, the books more than I did in the movies. In the movies, it's like they turned up her her no. bossiness two yeah. or three degrees. And it's just like, all right, you need to cut it back, little girl. Cause... Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm not 100% sure why they chose. It's always interesting to me why they, the screenwriters or whoever adapts the book to a screenplay, why they pick what they pick. Yeah, because they they gave some of Ron's best lines to, to Hermione. Hermione or to or to Hagrid or yeah or to Hagrid yeah. Like, but I love yeah. Hagrid. Yeah. Okay, well Hagrid's it's, a character that they. Oh. 
I felt is pretty even keel in both of them. Like he just. Yeah, Hagrid's Hagrid. He's just, yeah. Uh, That was one of the other changes between the book and the movie was, uh, because I even had to double check this when I was was re-listening to it. I was just like, I don't remember the whole the whole thing with the dragon. Like I don't remember all that happening and the oh. sneaking by and all that other stuff. So I even had to check with the Potterheads to make sure I was remembering <laughs> that correctly. They just gloss over that big yeah. time. Where, so where that part I do understand because it's yes. as we would all love, much like every other book that we love, we want an eight hour uninterrupted version, word by word, scene by scene. Please do right. not anything. Of course we would all like that. That is not how movies are made, and that would be Epic, but awful at the same time. Um, I understand why they glossed over the dragon part the way they did. I know. We just finished it, like, what, last week? Yeah. So it's so fresh. But yeah. um, This, we're already on the third one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Again. I think this is, like, the fourth or fifth time. It was kind of funny because I just finished listening to the book and then so I was watching Frasier, the mm-hmm. whole series. And like one of the very last episodes, Robbie Coltrane comes in as Daphne's brother. I had totally forgotten about that. Oh, that's so <laughs> It was so cool. weird seeing him. <laughs> and then his big shtick is like, he speaks with such a fast paced accent. No one can understand what he says, mm-hmm. which is just hilarious but yeah it was quite the coincidence <laughs> that's interesting i like that one of the things one, one of the big things that um so i actually saw the movies first before i read the books Me too. and um one of the things that the books totally cleared up for me totally cleared up for me was um what is the name of the the uh, groundskeeper's cat oh mrs norris mrs yeah. norris in the movie, there's a scene where Mrs. Norris walks around a corner and the three kids freak out and run away from her. And I'm just like, why are you? It's a cat. Like, why are you all freaking out? Because we didn't get any of the backstory. In the book, it, it specifically says it's like, oh, no, it's almost like he can talk to her and she's like his little spy. So if you see her, she's going to go back and report. So I'm like, OK, well, that totally makes sense because they're sneaking around. All of a sudden they see the cat. They're like, crap, we're, we're done for. She's going to go back and tell him. Where 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 a goose is cooked, and in the movie it's just like it's a cat. Run! I'm just like, why? Kick the cat if you have to. Why? Why is this a problem? You have a theory about the the cat, Mrs. Norris. She's a maledictus. We're convinced she's maledictus. She's a total maledictus, like Nagini. She's got that blood curse on her. That eventually Uh she'll become a cat forever. She and then she just so she was was a human. He was a human. I'm thinking was either his wife or something and yeah she was sick with or she had this and and became the cat and because she loved him as well that's the connection that they have that's my interesting theory especially concerning the fact that she has the name mrs so uh yeah yeah that's kind of interesting um anybody takes it you know just you know throw a little (laughs) little credit this way it's um well let's talk about some of the characters so we've kind of covered ron um like i said hermione to me in the book i think she's fine in the movies at least in the earlier movies she's definitely her bossiness seems like it's turned up a little bit more than where it should be um i think that's probably just due to child acting it could be it could be and we all know a hermione in our life like we all grew up with the with the kid 
who was just such an overachiever and would cry when they got 99% and was just like, just mm-hmm. so much stress on them, but like had a need to know everything about everything. And could not be second best. Yeah. And just <laughs> yes. compelled to tell you all the information they know. We all, we all grew up with a person like that. Yeah. Well, we kind of sk- we kind of we mentioned it a little bit. Um, Hagrid. Um, yeah, like I said, going back to my original original comment, you know, the people you're supposed to like, you like, and he's one. Of, he's just a big, lovable character. Um, so one of my absolute favorite introductions to a character. In oh any- yes, fantastic intro. The banging on the door. <laughs> straight down. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's super polite, but then like when you piss him off, it's like you know. Yeah. He's a giant. Yeah. So don't <laughs> don't tell anyone that <laughs> uh, that I'm doing magic. That that yeah. So um have a theory about that one too, so it's <laughs> Okay. Um Minerva McGonagall, I think she fares pretty evenly in both as well. Absolutely. Like yeah. Smith nailed that role for sure. Absolutely. And it's funny because like I said, I saw the movies before I read the book, but like you know, and you tend to sometimes you tend to do that. Like if you see the movie before you read the book, you kind of picture that person in your head as the character. And there are certain characters, her, Snape, uh, Hagrid, like I, there's no one else I could even imagine, begin to imagine else playing those roles. It's just like, no, that's that's them. That That's that's who it is. So. Um, but, yeah, I like her character. She comes up, you know, she's super strict, but she obviously cares about the kids. Uh but you're going to follow the rules, damn it. <laughs> so yeah. firm, but fair. And then the, the part that I love uh, is you already get that she's firm, but fair. Mm-hmm. And she catches Harry on the broom when he gets yes. the, the, the remember all. And, and like, he thinks he's the first time, shit. well, the first time you're reading the story or you're listening to it, she's, she's Harry Potter. Come with me. And like, Oh, like, Oh shit. Like, what the hell is he gonna? And then she's all excited, like I own to a seeker. Yeah, that's that is yeah, that's an awesome scene because you're right. She does. It's not just I found you. Like she's excited. Like we we're gonna have a chance now. Like this is awesome. Because she wants to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't face Snape. We lose again. I love that. I thought yeah. it was great because it, is... it gives her some more. Depth. Depth of yeah. that. Yeah, because she's not just the one-dimensional, you know, I'm super strict and, yeah. Yeah. So. Also, she calls all the kids by their last name. Yes. I love that. Uh, on a, Okay, so when I taught, uh, when I taught eighth grade, um, y'all know how names are, y'all know how kids are named nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes the first name isn't spelled anything like it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I started just calling them by their last names because sometimes they were a little odd, but I had a much better chance of getting the last name uh, <laughs> than I did the first name. So I just call them by their last names. And I just told them, I'm like, I'll just, I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Stevens and I'm going to refer to you as Mr. Smith. And they were like, Oh, okay. And I'm just like, because I can't pronounce your first name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good so, um, any particular scenes that stand out? Like, um, I, I'm I'm like you. I love that scene where we first meet Hagrid and he comes in and and uh, you know and and introduces himself to Harry and you know expl- you know starts explaining stuff to him. Um, I, I love the sorting, the sorting scene. Uh, it's just kind of a very iconic scene. Um, I think the way they 
portray the 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 castle in the movie is pretty spot on to the book as well. Like that's that is how I see it. Once again, though, I saw the movie first, but um, seeing it, you know, and and hearing it, that is what I'm picturing in my head. So for for me, one of my favorite scenes in the book is it's the final trials for him to get through. But it's Snape's in particular. I just I love that Snape uses logic because. Oh, yes. Because, yeah, most wizards are going to rely on the magic to get through rather than their mind. And I, I really enjoyed that, even though I hate Snape in the books. I, and I also think it was kind of a missed opportunity in the books or in the movie as well. Um, you know, you, you don't get to see Snape's no. protection, right? Or So I just, yeah, you, you miss that. You miss, they could have just had a huge troll laying there, CGI. They could have, like, run through or even an amateur. <laughs> animatronic one or something like that like it's yeah yeah so you don't see that um but you do see the chess scene which is another really cool scene so yes i really enjoyed that scene that's some of the other things i really like about the book is the um magical versions and stuff we don't in this book we don't get into um well, and I mean, that mainly comes from from Ron's dad, but the whole thing of how things are really cool in our universe that don't exist there. We get the opposite version here. You know, we're, we're getting introduced to this and um, Wizard Chest, I, I, I freaking love yeah. um, trying to think some of the other little things that uh, the the candy, the 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 flavor all candy that could taste like anything oh, is every flavor beans. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, real. Game. Uh, don't recommend it gross. no yep i've had a few of them uh, oh, that is that is not a fun game it's like oh look it's green it's it's either lime or grass and it's grass <laughs> yep not not willing to take that bet anymore <laughs> that's for the kids yeah so um any other scenes in particular i i, I also like I like the the final when we find out that uh, you know who our main bad guy is, um, um, and I like that whole scene of him, uh, you know, trying to figure out, you know, you, you know when uh, um, Voldemort's telling uh, uh, what's his name, Quirrell. Yeah, he's telling him, you know, use the boy. The boy can 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 yeah. you know get this can get the stone out. Um, I like how that scene played out, um, because then that's kind of our 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 first footstep into this idea that, you know, there's a lot more going on here. This is not just going to be, Oh, it's going to be the next, it's going to be a four or five book series. And it's just going to be him at school. And then, you know, uh, cause honestly what the last, at least the last book, if not the last two books, I was like school, what happened to that? Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like he's out early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I will say one of the, one of the, it's the very opening of the book that I really, really enjoy, yeah, me too. which is, you know, it's it's the Dudleys walking around and like, Dursleys. sorry, the Jerseys. Jerseys are, are walking around and the um, oh, Jersey walking up and some guy just hugs him and he's like, yeah. what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's a good day for you guys, too. And he's like, you're yeah. just weird. Get the fuck away from me. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool if that was in the movie. Um, yeah. I understand why they started in the movie, just the dark scene and all that. But yeah, it would have been cool to see it beforehand. Yeah, and then the news article talking about, yeah. oh, you guys are setting those fire fireworks off a little too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's people's spells that are going off. Like, yeah, yeah. 
And then the the whole there's a lot of owl activity, which is odd. <laughs> oh, I love yeah, I love that. That's just kind of a throwaway line, especially before you find out anything that's going on. You're just like, okay, owls. What what is that all about? And you find out. Oh no, this is how we communicate. Like, that's their mute. That's their mail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then the other thing that t- makes no sense to me at all is their money system. Like, and I'm I'm, I'm okay. sure it's designed because they say, oh, it's it's really simple. It's this this this, and they rhyme it all this, off. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like. What? Yeah, but English <laughs> currency isn't that straightforward either. I've had lessons from people over there, and I'm like, nope, I can't, yeah. can't figure it out. <laughs> no, their their pence, and their pounds. Yeah. And their, well, they changed but, currency okay. how many years ago? Like they, they switched it around, so uh-huh. like the numbers and all that changed too. Yeah. Well, a pound is a quid, so it's all good. <laughs> I can't remember so the scene i liked was when harry's in the hospital hagrid gives him the book of pictures figuring that i, I can't, was that in the movie i can't remember yes, that it was he he gives it to him at the end yeah well that's what not, he pretty, does give it to him yeah but it's, okay. a, it's not uh, it's not, it's at, not the at the hospital it wasn't at the hospital <laughs> yeah I, I did enjoy that one where he said that he'd called all the friends yeah to yeah. get the pictures yeah it was, it was really sweet of him yeah. to do that. Yeah. Real quick, sorry, just on a side note, I was like, surely there's a conversion. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> one galleon is uh, $6.64 in U.S. dollars, and a sickle is 39 cents. So <laughs> if you were ever wanting to convert uh, convert your U.S. <laughs> currency into um, Wizarding World uh, dollars uh, or sickles and whatever else it, it's possible so it's, i'm just like that has to be a say you can however hot tip don't do it don't at universal do it. no don't do it because <laughs> oh, I bet. it's a piece of paper piece that of is paper. oh there's your i'm like that's there's not a galleon your, no no i are coins give me a fucking coin exactly yeah you would think I, they could mint that really easy <laughs> yeah yeah anyway anyway universal yeah. make it happen <laughs> See, that seems like something that even seems like something that would be so easy. I mean, granted, I'm sure they don't want to. Well, no, see, here's the thing. Like every single video game system wants you to convert your currency into their currency because it's not an exact one to one. And that's specifically because you lose count. You're like, oh, 800 points is. I don't know. Is that five dollars? Is that 20? I'll go ahead and do it. And you find out. Oh, no, that was 20. That was 20 bucks. You just blew. So to me, I'm like, why the hell would you not do that? Like, why would you know? Hey, do you want to convert your money into this? And so yeah. you can go to and pay with sickles and stuff. And then by the end of the day, you're just like, Jesus, yeah. blew $800. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just to get the cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. So um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really kind of stands out either between the book or the movie. I mean, I, obviously, we all enjoyed it. Um I've read through them at least twice. I know I, I did my initial run through. It was one of those things. It was a couple of years ago. I was like, you know what? I've, I've, I've never read these. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I've got enough credits built up and I ran through them and I, I really did enjoy them all. Um, I can understand as an adult, the first, the first several books are definitely more kid focused. Yes. But I feel like a good story is a good story. Yes, I do too. It doesn't matter. That's why I picked it because it's a she's a fantastic writer and it's a great story. It's a really great um, 
world that she's I love the world that she's created um so that's why I picked it and yeah it's a little odd that a late somebody in their late 20s early 30s would clamp onto this but I did and I don't know I just think it was a well I hadn't read anything like that before where it was just this immersive world and and that's one of the biggest things about it is is yes you do like the characters but the world that they built in it is is something that and there's honestly reason, probably the reason why it's hung around and been as popular as it is, is because, I mean, granted, we've gotten, we haven't gotten that much more officially out of this world, but no. everyone just wants to go visit the world, which is why when they did, you know, the 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 theme park, everyone was like, oh hell yes, this is a yeah. this is a home run idea. So yeah, well, it, especially Diagon Alley, they yes, did such a good job with did. that. They did. So and uh, it, it is the world. It's not so much the characters, although like, there are characters that I really love, but it's yeah. just. So I want to be part of that world. Yeah. I want to go in there and just never come back. Well, that's the other great thing with like science fiction and fantasy, well, especially fantasy, is it becomes timeless. Yeah. So with this, yeah, there it's linked to the real world, but the link to the real world is just kind of it could be linked to any point in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like look at Magical Beasts. Like it takes place like. <clears throat> what in the early 1900s or something like that 1920s 1920s whatever but like it could have taken place at any point because you're offset by just enough to like keep everything real interesting yeah Mm -hmm. so i think she did that just uh, intentionally like it 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 worked so well so these books will be timeless they will be and when they came out it was there was such a um a dip in children's reading not that they couldn't read, but just that children it wasn't it wasn't something that they wanted to do anymore mm-hmm. and her books came along right at this low point and it just clicked like it was the right yeah. place right time and it just right book story, sales yep. children's books mm-hmm. all went up there because yeah. of she's the first woman she's the first author to actually become a billionaire just from writing so so, so it also set off like like you were saying it was right time right place and it reignited a lot of kids because i mean like you know i was i was not into it when it first came out but i remember the news covering it like yeah. like star wars like it was that big a thing it was you know the new star wars movies out the new harry potter book came out and yeah. there are kids that are lined up and the next day they're literally talking to you know, 12 year olds and 13 year olds that like stayed up all night and finished the book. And it's just like, on one hand you want to go, that's insane. But on the other hand, you're just like, my God, you are a ravenous reader. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember I worked at, uh, at a camp in Maine when the, I think it was the fifth or sixth book. I think it was the sixth book that came out and a couple of kids got a copy mailed to them from their parents and it yeah. made the rounds. <laughs> For a few weeks like you see, every once in a while you'd see a kid laying on the beach or whatever and they had the big book in their hand or whatever and yeah that was like it was huge and i was like oh, okay yeah. harry potter whatever. um but yeah it just yeah. sparked this whole it reignited a love of interest reading. in reading yeah again so and then we got several other you know fan you know early early you know young reader fantasy series or whatever that sparked several other ones the percy jackson movie or uh, books and mm-hmm. that's really good percy jackson's really good too okay. but you can really tell when i was reading sorry when i was reading lord of the rings i could really i you could tell where she's 
inspired by Lord of the Rings because yes. she that's yes. that was one of her main inspirations was Lord of the Rings. Yep. So you could see it when you would read and you're like, oh, this character is based off of this character and this. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, I see JK. Have, uh, have y'all have y'all seen the um 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 epic rap battle uh Luke Skywalker Luke Skywalker versus Harry Potter? No, I'll need to do that. Uh, you need to do it. Number one, it's done in Lego. It's fantastic. But <laughs> literally, one of the first like real roles that Luke gets on is talking about how uh, Harry's story is is like. He's like, look, or orphaned orphan child goes to live with family, uh, gets discovered by a crazy old dude, finds out he's got magical powers. <laughs> He's like, but you know, I've got the cooler stick, dude. So sorry. <laughs> but um, at least I didn't have to kiss my sister. Yeah, <laughs> and that was another joke they brought in. But anyway, definitely go watch it. It's really awesome. But um, what's really cool is like to tell you how much of an impact this had. The last, no, it wasn't even the last of the books. I think this was introduced in either the fifth. I think this was the fifth book of Stephen King's magnum opus, The Dark Tower series. Um, there are some technologies that are introduced and one of them is basically a lightsaber and the other one is an exploding snitch. And he flat out, and at one point he flat out references Harry Potter and it's like, man, this had such a huge Uh, impact. It even impacted freaking Stephen King. Like the King of (laughs) Horror was obviously a huge fan. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, so, there, there's one big beef that I have with the movie that totally ruins the spell. Oh, God. That protects Harry. Okay. So the spell that protects Harry is as long as he calls his aunt and uncle's home home, Yeah. Mm-hmm. then he's protected. he's protected and he can't be found there. Until he comes of age. What does Harry say at the end of the Philosopher's Stone? Yeah, uh, Hogwarts is his home. Yeah, he, he. I'm not really going home. He doesn't say that in the book. It's not hmm. what he says in the book at all. In the book, he talks about how they don't know that I can't do magic. Like, that's, you know. Right. But in the movie, he's, yeah, I'm not going home. Not really. And it's actually mentioned a couple times in the book later, too, where he doesn't really feel like, you know. Privet Drive. Privet Drive is his home. It, it's Hogwarts. But it's like, okay, well, that screws up that part of the protection but anyway, he's clearly watched oh i've done what, too, too many too many deep dives on it but it's like ah oh, shit like that's just a little bit of a ooh. and because yeah we're, we're listening to the third book but anyway that's a whole <laughs> i'll be honest with you i almost i almost went down that road and i was like no we may be reading them again i'm i'm gonna hold off on that and instead i'm going back through the wizard uh the uh, magic 2.0 series but anyway because uh, <laughs> i'm still doing a bunch of of physical labor at work and it's i just need something that i can put on in the background and and dip in and out of and be like oh i love this scene and then go yeah. back and yeah. i'm i'm listening to hill mary right now because that was my go-to right now for what i'm doing so. oh yeah that's another one that's another fantastic one yeah I, i've started going back every so often i keep trying to plow forward and 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 go through you know read new books that you know we either have set up or things that i want to read and but sometimes you're just like nope i need to go i need to go back to an old favorite so um well is there anything else anyone wants to add to the book discussion so, oh i will say okay so i 
Are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? You? No. No. Um, <laughs> uh that i i picked it because it's just it's kind of like a classic uh, it is it, it is a classic and um and for jen because she hadn't read it before it's a it's a yeah and she hasn't because school still hasn't school. still hasn't because school got got in the way which Damn is it, fine jen. which is fine um um but the recent controversy with jk and the comments that she's made i just wanted to say that it's she she's she's her own person she's she has her own autonomous feelings she can say what she wants to say free speech and everything and you don't have to agree with her but the world that she's created you can't deny you can't deny the fact that this is she she made this and is it hers anymore i don't know because the fandom is really strong and it's really wide and it's very it's varied and everybody's got their different feelings about it um and everybody's got a different way of dealing with what she said and how she you know how she goes about that and i just feel like i rupert grints something that i i really like and i think it's he said you know she's my auntie do i agree with her no but she's still my auntie right like she wrote the books do i agree with her no she still wrote the books i don't have to agree with her to enjoy her art and that, that is something that I um, once once the fandom is there and they it's like Star Wars, right? Star Wars isn't George Lucas's. It's not Disney's. It is the fandoms like they are the ones that own Star Wars. They're they're the ones that dictate where the story goes and, and prove positive in the way of uh, how they're <laughs> how they're trying to work with. Uh, Mandalorian right like it's, it's like, oh okay like this is really working in that um, so you can enjoy what's been created uh, without having to agree with somebody's personal beliefs so mm-hmm. yeah because they're, they're just her it's her personal beliefs yeah. and she can have them and say what she wants and there's backlash obviously there's consequences to everything um but you know, I watched the fan, the new Fantastic Beast movie, and she wrote that. And I don't support anything else that she does outside of Harry Potter. But that's my own personal decision. And some people have walked away completely, and some people just flat out pretend she didn't say anything and carry on as usual. So it's like a mixed, yeah. a mix of everything. I still, I still go back and forth if we should ever do an episode of the epically geeky show where we discuss this um i know in private we've had discussions that it a lot of times it kind of depends on what who the person is and kind of what they did like it's because you don't see her on screen yeah it's kind of easy to be like all right well yeah whatever and you know it yeah she wrote the books but she's also not reading it to you so it's you know music's a little more attached to it. You know, there's definitely some things that happened with Michael Jackson, but I'm like, I'm not going to not listen to Michael Jackson music because it's still awesome. <laughs> um, but then, like, when you get to certain actors, you're like, I don't know. That's definitely the dude on the screen doing the thing. So, yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 if you have an issue, if you if you are Harry Potter curious, um, and you don't agree with her opinions and you don't want to give her any more money, 
totally understand. There are these places called used bookstores, and believe me, she <laughs> wouldn't get a cent of that. So just saying there are ways to – There are ways. There's libraries, borrow book. There you go. Yeah. There, so. And there's another thing, too, is that there are people out there who um, have said that they're not going to buy any licensed merchandising because she does get a royalty off of that. So they well, buy independent creators off sure. of like Etsy and things like that. So they buy they buy things – associated with the fan from that or or if you're like some of us be like you make it fuck it i'll just make it myself <laughs> so there's different ways but it is I ain't buying your one i'm gonna go make my own damn it yeah, but it is a really interesting case of of the uh, does the artist own the art once it's out and if they do does everything in their personal life become attached to that piece of art and and they're human, right? Do we stop seeing? Them? I mean, every, she was put on this massive pedestal, and I think a lot of it was just huge disappointment. Is what where a lot of this is coming from was just massive disappointment on the fans' parts. But it's an it's an interesting look at the artist and art that they create, yeah. and how much yeah. of them is the art. Yep. Also, but Harry Potter is an amazing world. World building. That's accepting of everybody. That is accepting of everybody. It's a really good. Um, <laughs> and that's the kick in the shins about it all. It's like. Even Hagrid says, I am what I am and I'm not ashamed. Right. So it's, it, that would be like George Lucas being like coming out and being like, no, I think all alien races would be. That's stupid. If you believe in aliens, you're a fucking moron or something like yeah. that. I, I don't know. It'd be something along the lines. It'd be like. Dude, you're the one that made alien races cool and, and made us hopeful to want to go meet other alien races. <laughs> yeah. Usually it doesn't work out so well. Yeah. So that's like equivalent. But I, I really feel like if you haven't read it or if you haven't seen any of the movies, um, and you are hesitant to to support her, then yeah. Borrow buy from a used Yeah. There's absolutely ways to enjoy this yeah, without without supporting, supporting her. her. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on to uh, – well, first let's discuss our, our next coming uh, upcoming book. So in our, our, our reading round robin, as it were, um, the next book is Jen's book. Hopefully she'll read it. Uh, it's Where the Deer and Antelope Play by Nick Offerman, so that should be interesting. Um, after that is my pick. It's a book called Infinite by Jeremy Robinson. Um, Sean and I have had some discussions on this book. Uh, well, not not on this book, but on the author. He's he's read other things by the author, um, and uh, I'm really glad I picked this book because I finished getting a little ahead here to what else we've been reading. I finished the sequel to it, and there's this little interview at the very end of it, and he talks about how the second book is is different from the first one, and he talks about how when he wrote the first book, he was in a really really bad place, like he was having dark thoughts to the point he was getting on medication and stuff. And so I'm just like, okay, that kind of explains it. Cause this book is kind of, kind of weird. And I, I think, I think if you jump past some of the first chapters, you might be okay, Chris. I don't know. It gets kind of brutal in the first part. Uh, but I really want to know what Ray's opinion of this is. Like, I can't wait. Cause dude, this is a it is a roller coaster. It's literally like this is batshit crazy. Okay, this kind of makes it no back to batshit crazy. <laughs> Just confirming that's the one. That is it. Yes, sir. Um, Infinite by Jeremy Robinson. After that is uh, Sean's pick, Half Share by Nathan Lowell. So we're going to continue on the old uh, 
Solar Clipper series. Uh, and then your pick, uh, Ray, was Ravenwood by Nathan Lowell. Yeah. I had not even heard of it. Yeah, it was there just, might be a reason why. It was a recommended for you, right? <laughs> <'Cause we've>... Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, with that said, let's get and move on to what we've been reading. I'll get and jump in first. I literally have just been going back through backlog stuff. Like, I, I, I'm going back through the Magic 2.0 series. I finished out the um, – I, I redid the uh, the Bobaverse books. Um, but I finished infinite one and two. Once I finished the first one, I was like, well, I have to see where this goes, uh, and then finish the second one. So, um, I'm kind of interested in seeing what else he's written, especially since Sean has read, uh, read some of them. Um, but uh, I'm going to jump to Sean next because what have you been reading? Because from what you said in the back channel, I'm kind of interested in maybe picking it up too. So I've been reading, uh, expeditionary force, uh, book Mm -hmm. one Columbus day, uh, by, Craig Allenson. Um, now the reason I picked this book, now this this series, I think they're on like 20 books or something like that now. Like it's oh. a mat, massive series. Um, so I picked this one because of the Bobaverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the groups groups of Bobs nicknamed themselves the um, the Skippies. Skippies, yeah. And I was like, what the hell? I don't understand why they're calling themselves the Skippies. I thought it was just like Skippy peanut butter or something like that. I honestly had no clue either. And then in the Facebook Bobaverse group that I'm in, they like every like week, someone's referring to this Expeditionary Force series, and that's where they got the Skippies from. Oh, fine. Whatever. I had some credits burning through my pocket, so I got the first book. And admit, so it's basically Earth gets invaded during the invasion. Um, a single guy who was off on leave, like a military guy off on leave, he like captures one of the invading forces. And then all of a sudden there's a bunch of bright lights in the sky and another alien race comes and cleans house and supposedly saves us. Um, this this grunt gets a whole bunch of accolades and like gets known throughout the whole planet for capturing an alien. He, uh, he does it (laughs) using a ice cream truck that has a big Barney painted on it. So his nickname was the Barney guy for a long time. Anyway, this alien race that comes and saves us, uh, takes a group of military humans to another planet to like help with this huge war effort or something like that. And anyway, things aren't what they seem. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, a slow, like it's not a slow book, but it's like kind of a, a typical military going into space kind of thing for the first several hours of the book. I'm like, oh, I've heard a lot of this before. I've read a lot of books like this. It's, kind of formulaic and then mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden things start getting like oh well there's a little bit more going on here and more and more and then you meet skippy who is an ai that's like millions of years old he's in he looks like a beer can uh because most of them is in another dimension so he's actually massive but the only part you see is this little beer can and 
right oh off the bat. Oh my God, you just cleared up so much stuff. Go on. He's a total asshole too. Like he's been <laughs> silent, no one to talk to for like a million years. So he's a little bit crazy kind of thing. Oh, and one of the primary rules built into his programming is he's not allowed to talk to anyone that could understand his technology. So he couldn't talk to any of these other aliens. But as soon as he got the hairless apes coming on planet, he <laughs> could talk to them because it, there's no way they could understand anything. So, and it's that back and forth. Oh my God. It is so funny. Um, and from there, like the story really takes off. So like the first several hours, it's like, huh, this is kind of boring. And then all of a sudden, Oh my God, everything is so great. Now I can't, like, I was listening right up until the beginning of the show today. <laughs> I'm going to like click it back on. Like I can't stop listening to it. And it's only the first book. So it's like, I'll, I'll wait till I get into the second and third book, but I'm seriously thinking it's like the Bob verse guys. It, I think I found a gem. So okay. it's just so many. And right now they're on sale on audible till Friday. They're like four or five bucks per book. Hmm. So, and they've got like the first several of them for sale right now. So it, yeah, it, it takes a little bit getting into it, but afterwards it's like, as soon as they introduce Skippy, it's like, Holy crap, this is so good. Can you give the so. name one more time? Yeah, it's Expeditionary Force, and book one is Columbus Day. Okay. And they, yeah, there's like this, so there's this whole huge series with Joe and Skippy, but they also have to leave a group of humans on this planet, and it's called Paradise, and it looks like they've got a sub-series based off of that, too. So it's only about two books in right now. Uh, it's for sale. I haven't pulled the trigger on that one because there's so many other ones I got to listen to. But so uh, that explains why they called them Skippies because they were interested in the AI project. Yes. But that further explains whenever in uh, Heaven's River, when he asked Bob, "Is there a particular reason why the program phonetically changed my name for the Quinlans to Beer Can?" Yeah. Exactly. So that totally makes sense now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like so many things just clicked into place. Just Okay. You sold it. me. I think that may be, this may be my next thing I buy. Uh, it, it takes, like, I warn you, it's a basic sci-fi military thing. There's some funny spots in it, but it's mm -hmm. just kind of slogs through until he meets Skippy. And then it's like, holy crap, this is, this is cool. This is so funny because he adds a lot of stuff to the story. Apparently he's in the whole thing. So, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been listening to that. I finished some forgotten realm stuff. Um, yeah, I did the Harry Potter at like 1.5 or 1.75 speed. Cause kind of knew the story already, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it for now. <laughs> nice. Uh, Ray, have you been reading anything else? Uh, so I got through Ravenwood. Um, obviously, uh, we started the next book uh, for Jen's pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was Jen's pick again? For the Deer and the Antelope play for Nick Offerman. Yeah, Nick Offerman. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're... That's interesting. We're getting to it. Um, 
your your uh, reactions to both your book and Jen's book have me a little worried here, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to change yours. I know, right? I'm considering it. Ooh, okay. Well, well if you decide to, like, by all means do it. Force. I know I've got a little bit of time, but uh, don't don't get rid of one just yet. I'll talk okay. offline. Uh, yeah. Um, because maybe I'll pick one of these other ones instead. <laughs> other than that, uh, just been kind of going. Uh, like I said, um, listening to Hail Mary again right now. I actually, uh, I told my nephew about it because he wants to be get into be as, astrophysicist. Uh, astrophysicist and stuff like that. So, um, I was like, totally cool. You need to listen to this. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, though, um. Not really, not really reading too much more. Um, we're reading Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, we we did burn through the second, and and we're into the third book of Harry Potter. But most of the time, my free time is uh, is into the kitchen, so it's <laughs> the old knowns rather than a new book. Gotcha. Yeah. But I did finish the whole series that you and I did talk about before, so I'm I'm caught up completely with the. Uh, Jessica Black. Uh, Maybe I should do another quick marathon of those to to re reacquaint myself with them, and then if nothing else, maybe you and I could do a special episode where we talk about it. Because I, from everyone else's reaction, I don't know if everyone else would enjoy going through that. I don't know how you landed on the series finally, but I know I'm more positive than you are. <laughs> You don't know that anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. So, all right. Well, um, there we go. What we I ha- we may have to do that. Don't say is I could definitely see Sean enjoying one character more than the other. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that here in a minute. So, all right. Uh, Chris, what <laughs> what are you what are you reading? Uh, so I'm reading uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, um, and then Name of the Wind by Patrick uh, Rothfuss a weird last name uh and i'm i'm i like it it's an epic fantasy it's it's a little too much of a slow burn for you but i really really like it and then i'm reading um larissa Ion, um i think it's called wait a minute i looked it up just a second it's a smart book <laughs> i hadn't read them in a while so i needed it it's called ecstasy unveiled anyways if you like awesome title <laughs> Yeah, it is, right? But if you like um, paranormal fantasy and you like erotica, she's an amazing writer. It's really fast-paced. It's all plot-driven. It's nothing. It's 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 what it is. But it's not like Fifty Shades where it's just that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And you get super uncomfortable. It's not like that. Okay. It's interesting in the world that she's created and, and stuff like that. It's really cool. So that's those are the things that I'm reading right now. Nice. Well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to the show. You can also check us out at YouTube, uh, where we will post the show show as well. You can find us at epicallygeeky.com, where you can also find the other shows that we do, including the uh, Creatively Geeky, Epically Geeky, and uh, Sustainably Geeky shows. Uh, you can find all of those on the social media at Epically Geeky. Where can we find you online, Ray? The Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. Chris? Uh, Moody Midlife on Instagram. Sean? Screwing with Wikipedia and your favorite broken toy on Instagram. And as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Machine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. Bye.
This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 